This is Cliff Central. It's your special guest host on cliffcentral.com. Good morning and welcome to the happy hour. If you are just tuning in and you've never heard one of my happy hour shows, this is an hour filled with happiness, an hour to share amazing people's expertise on how to stand tall in a falling world, how to be happy when you are sitting in the midst of anxiety, depression, stress, frustration, worry, which is where so many of us seem to find ourselves today. And how do we get out of it? How do we shift ourselves so that we can be the most powerfully performing people on the planet? Because when we feel good, Everything around us shifts. Our energy changes, our relationships change, our productivity changes, and we really just become nicer people. So I have two amazing guests that I'm going to chat to on my show today. And I have the very beautiful Angelique Dutoy sitting in front of me. Good morning, Angelique. Good morning, Shireen. Angelique is a speaker, author, and a businesswoman in the world of direct selling. And what I really just loved about her, what drew me to her is the topic of her book called Standing Tall in a Falling World. And I think in today's world, so many people feel like they're falling, never mind that the world is falling. And um, that's really what inspired me to get you on and to share your wisdom with the listeners on how they can possibly stand tall in a falling world. Um, how did you get into doing what you do? You're in direct selling. You've been in the industry for a long time and we want to hear from you. What are your tips? What do you do when you feel like you're falling down and what can you help our listeners with today? Well, thanks, Serene. And, you know, I'm going to go right back to the very beginning because I, I believe that the clue lies there. Uh, the fact that I sit here before you today, a woman with no high school education. I went to 13 schools from grade one to standard six. Everything in life gave me a message about relationships, about finance, about success, that it was, number one, impossible, number two, that it wasn't for me, it was only for select people, and number three, it didn't matter what I tried, it seemed that I would never be successful until I learned some clues along the way. And that's the secret we want you to share. I think so many people feel that life bashes them down, and even if it's not your story, everybody's got their story. Indeed. So we'd love to hear what what was the key? What was the trigger for you? Well, the very thing that I talk about today is internal transformation to have external impact. I'm an absolute believer that nothing really changes on the outside until it first changes on the inside. Yes. Many, many, many people that I meet that I know factually spend their lives waiting for things to change on the outside before they believe that something will happen. And yet the greatest gift that we have is all of the internal structure that we have on the inside. And one of them is the one that you touch on, of course, which is the emotion of joy. Correct. And, And, you know, stats are all uh, the recent stats actually out of Harvard has said it was astounding for me. 80% of Harvard students suffer from depression and most people live their lives on the I'll be happy when. I'll be happy when it's the weekend, when I've got more money, when I've got that increase, when I go on holiday, when I get that new car, when I'm in a relationship. As you say, the, the key lies in joy. It absolutely does. In fact, I was reading an article just recently uh, where they were saying that one of the biggest diseases we're going to face on the world 
um, currently right now, more yes. than AIDS, more than HIV, more than anything else, is depression. Yes. In fact, the World Health Organization has said by 2020, depression is going to be the number one disease in the world. And how sad when we actually have so sad. the answer. Absolutely. Um, so how do we tap into these answers and what are these chemicals and how do we release them? My fundamental philosophy is that you win or you lose by the way that you choose. And Absolutely. so somebody would say to me, can you choose joy? Absolutely. Yes. You can choose joy. Um, I don't think there was a more negative person on the planet than me. Um, I just had so much baggage, so much in my Fenter trailer that I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I really love that. I was looking at some of your, your tips and hacks that you sent me and I love that. Get rid of your Fenter trailer. Exactly. And yeah. you know, it attaches itself to you so quickly and yet yes. it's one choice away that you can say, I can't do anything about the past. I can't do anything about the fact that I don't have a high school education or that I don't have degrees, yes. but I can choose the way I live life. Yes. And that is so empowering. The fact that I can choose my attitudes, I can choose the way I view something. I mean, perceptions are powerful players in our minds, yeah. but who, who are we believing? And it's getting ourselves into that place of choice. So um, I speak quite a lot about choice and one of the people who I follow quite avidly is a professor called Tal Ben-Shahar. And he's, he used to be a Harvard professor. He's an expert in positive psychology. In fact, he used to run the biggest class in the history of Harvard. He had approximately a thousand students per class. I mean, that's daunting enough. Imagine going to give a lecture at school and, and there you go, a thousand kids a time. And he wrote a book on choices, which I actually, um, read and did his course. And so profoundly, he said, choice is creation. Every single moment of every single day, we are choosing. We're choosing how to think, how to speak, how to act, how to dress, how to carry ourselves. And if we think of that moment as a bubble in time, and one moment adds to the next, which adds to the next, and before you know it, you've created a minute, and then an two minutes and then five and then an hour and then comes this time of the year and we look back and go huh what happened mm -hmm. so i mean what are your tips for choosing you know it's all good and well to say choose but when you're in that pity party and often we have loads of drinks with the venter trailer <laughs> packed in the venter trailer to join us in the pity party how do we choose differently what is it that allows me to make that choice how do i do that if you break up that word choice, C-H-O-I-C-E, it's choosing how our individual circumstances evolve. I love that. And so it's a moment by moment empowering that is available to every single one of us. So to put it practically, I believe that every single day, every minute offers a clue in your life. The clues are there to give you the cue to do something different. So if you're doing something that keeps giving you a wrong outcome, a negative outcome, that's mm. not giving you the feedback that you require, surely at some stage we must look at that as a clue and say, well, if I keep on doing this, I'm going to keep getting the same feedback and that's not going to take me to the place that I deserve to be. Yes. Therefore, I need to look at the clue and say, what is it that I need to do differently? So when you're... Trapped and wrapped in the blame game How do you Or what do you do 
to have that realization? Do you speak to somebody? Is it, um, is it that you need to be slapped so hard that you fall right down before you are able to recognize it? Because some people don't actually see it. They just look at their lives and go, woe is me. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, I'm not happy. Oh, life is so hard. But taking responsibility, I guess, is what you're talking about. So how, how do we get in that place where we go, I need to choose differently? I know it's a hard question. It's a very interesting question and one that is very answerable because what we teach our leaders in our business is that as a leader, you can choose to lead either way. You Mm. can either take the magnifying glass Mm. and look at everybody in your business and say, what are they not doing that I don't feel better about myself? What are they not doing that I'm not more successful? Or you can do the more noble thing. Yes, It has got everything to do with accountability, everything to do with responsibility. But the more noble thing is to pick up the mirror and say, who am I becoming that people might want to follow me? What am I doing that I could become a greater influencer in my life, in my business, in my future? What is it that I need to shift? Now, you spoke about the blame game. The one thing that I struggled with for many, many years of my life was the fact that my father never gave me the opportunities that I believed everyone should have, which is the basic of all is to be educated. Yes. And so I, for many, many, many years, walked around with a ball and chain around my ankle that said, woe is me. Look at everybody else. They're so successful. You know, and I we have a tape, don't we? That just keeps being, I mean, no, I know tape starts to show my age, <laughs> an MP3. <laughs> but really, we have the same tape that just keeps playing that when we speak to anybody, we say the same thing over and over again. Exactly. I'm where I am because my father didn't do this. My mother didn't do this. I didn't have money, didn't have the opportunities. 100%. And the, the greatest problem with that is that it keeps you in a place of total stuckness. Yes. <laughs> you just cannot move on. Yeah. You therefore are a victim of everybody else's decision. And when I realized that the power of choice was one of the most powerful gifts that I had been given, I realized that I could extricate myself from everything and anything that had in any way negatively affected my life because I could choose not to have that particular yes. view. So we need to challenge our perceptions. I had to ask myself the question, well, how important is an education anyway? Yes. In that if you have got the ability to learn life skills, if you've got the ability to learn people skills, you can open doors that perhaps education might not have offered. Correct. And a lot of education doesn't teach us life skills. So I'm a laughter and happiness professor. And what I do is I teach organizations and individuals literally how to kick stress in the butt and how to be more resilient. And when I look at the education system today, it's no different to what it was 30 years ago or 40 years ago. It's essentially the same. And I have teenage children myself and they've got They have got no resiliency skills whatsoever. They are not taught how to cope. When things don't go the way that they want them to do, what do they do? How do you pull yourself back up? And I I think that's beautiful around choosing. You know, we have to choose the happiness and we have to choose the change. Um, And someone once said to me, choose the change you want to see in the world and be the change you want to see in the world. So it's really a bit of both. It really is. And, and you know, the one thing my mother taught us, my mother was my absolute rock in amidst all of the things that we were going through um, in my childhood. But the one thing she taught me was no matter what you're confronted with in life, you never, ever, ever give up 
and you learn to find a solution. You learn to cope in all things. Yes. And the powerful thing that she said to me was, women are the glue that keep the household together and we cannot afford to come unstuck. And, you know, yeah. that became the platform, the very foundation for me in the years ahead to whenever challenges came, I just thought this is my opportunity to not come unstuck, to, in fact, find a solution um, and turn the obstacle into an opportunity. That's so powerful. And when you say women are the glue, they really are. If you look at, at a household, you've got kids, you've probably got a husband. If you crash, if you fall down, you're letting everyone down because so many women work today. We have careers, we study, we learn, and we still have the traditional roles of being mom, and mom is a 24-hour job. We have the responsibility of being the wife, of the cleaning, of the cooking, of running the home. So I sometimes say I'm coming back in my next life as my husband because then I just have to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> it's just much easier. But that's, that's really the truth. So it's about being resilient. What I love is that you said your smile increases your face value. Um, I mean, being a laughter and happiness professor, one of the things that I help, I think helps choice is being happy. So you can make better choices when you're feeling better. And how do you put yourself into that space? So research has shown that if you fake happiness and, and I'm not talking about being inauthentic. I'm just saying for a while, just smile if you can. That's not being inauthentic because the smile is really coming from you. You're the one smiling. You may not feel the, the happiness, but you're still smiling. Act happy. Put your shoulders back. Walk with a little happy hop in your step. You start to feel differently. Mm. You really somehow start to feel differently. I experienced it myself this weekend. Went through. I've been going through, even being a laughter and happiness professor, you still have difficult times. And I had one of those weekends where just everything was going wrong. And my oven broke. My tumble dryer stopped working. I was having guests for people and the oven just wouldn't work. Then I was leaving to go out yesterday at lunchtime. My garage door collapsed. It was just one thing after the other. <laughs> and I was like, okay, who's laughing at me from up there? What is actually going on and I had a laughter and happiness session last night and part of what we do is we act happy we laugh in order to release these chemicals and I went there really not feeling like it because I wasn't in the mood and felt so incredibly shifted afterwards felt so much better so you speak about your smile increases your face value what do you believe about that well i believe your smile actually shifts an environment so you know you can often walk into a situation where people are not either not friendly or not very open to you know introducing themselves and i find that a smile is totally and absolutely disarming yes. um, and so i make it my point to walk up to somebody put a big smile on my face, introduce myself, and it's amazing how their walls come down. Yes, um, do. So I really believe that just starting off with a smile uh, just shifts the atmosphere. Completely. And what it also does, which I'm not sure if you know or the listeners know, but just by smiling. So if everyone in the studio can just smile and the listeners should try And you this. do have a beautiful <laughs> smile. <laughs> Thank you. While we do this, it sends a message to the brain to say, huh, Shireen's happy, even if I'm not. And even if I'm really not feeling happy, and then the brain starts releasing some of our feel-good chemicals. Mm -hmm. So it really is a physiological trigger to change the way we feel. And because we have mirror neurons in our brain, when you look at somebody and you smile at them, it's kind of 
almost automatic that they'll smile back. It is. So we should challenge the listeners to just walk around today or after you've listened to this as a podcast and smile as much as you can. Try it. Yes. You know, I believe we speak about uh, wealth management and, and having enough and having abundance. And really, I think the, the biggest millionaire you can be is a smile millionaire. And that's the easiest one to accomplish. So let's put out a challenge for us all to be smile millionaires today. And you make so much sense when you say that because I believe that health is your true wealth. And if it can be kicked over with something as simple as a smile, you know, we spend time looking at how we can invest our money and where we get the biggest return. Or perhaps it could just start with a simple smile that could put your health in a completely different direction. Completely. And I think when you're doing a business deal and you smile a lot, it definitely (laughs) helps the negotiations. Most definitely. So... Um, you know, you, you also spoke about words and attitudes, and I think words are very powerful. We, you know, creation was built on, on words, and we create our space, we create our energy, we create our relationship with words. Tell me about coping with, you know, in, in this kind of environment, in the words that we use. Well, I'm a woman of great faith. I really believe that God has given us um, great instruction on on how powerful words are. And as you so rightly say, even uh, the world was created by words. And so we shift and create our atmosphere, our environment by the very words that we speak. And uh, the words that come out of our mouths actually tell our brains um, exactly what it is that we're telling it to prepare for. Well, someone's just sent in a message saying, why is it that white people will give black people a smile grim every time they walk past them as if that's going to stop them from being robbed? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not really sure I agree with that comment. Um, I think if a white person's smiling at a black person, I think they're just smiling at them. Absolutely. I think um, it's about spreading joy. <laughs> Indeed it is. Um, I I think it's a very um, interesting perception that would need to be challenged. If anyone wants to get a hold of us, they can tweet us at at cliffcentral.com and Facebook is Cliff Central. You can call in also on 0861-555-189 and the WeChat ID is Cliff Central. So send us a message and, and comment and join in on the conversation. What do you think makes people happy? What do you think... Um, people can do to stand tall in a falling world. We want to give away um, a book. Angelique has um, actually donated an awesome book for one of these lucky listeners, but I think maybe we have to have some qualifying rules. So either you have to write in and tell us what makes you stand tall or maybe call in and give us a little laugh to show us how happy you can you can be in this tough, challenging world. What do you think? What other ideas do you think people can call in to qualify to get your book? I'd love to hear how they are making a difference, actually, because I really think that that's what's going to shift our world, is that if if each individual takes accountability, takes responsibility, makes a decision to stand tall, no matter what their background has been, no matter what their present-day circumstances are, but to really take a a definitive decision that says that from today, 
I'm going to be more effective. From today, I'm going to be more friendly. From today, I'm going to be more sharing. Whatever it is, I'd love to hear from those people. That, that sounds are awesome. A difference. So, who wants this fabulous book? It really is. Um, I've read a lot about it. I've been grateful to have been gifted one myself today. And I think you can only learn how to become a better person by reading it. So, send us your messages or tweets or call in, and let's see who the lucky winner is going to be. We spoke just before. Um, about health helping you to stand tall. Um, how do you, well, what's your take on it? You know, what if you can't afford all these healthy foods? And, you know, what if you can't afford organic vegetables? And how do we look after ourselves in that way to keep our mojo up? First of all, I believe you've got to start with where you are and you've got to start with what you've got. Um, you know, I, I'm a great believer that the more you use of what you've got, the greater capacity you create to receive more. So it's that place of stuckness that we need to resist more than anything else. So start with what you've got. Start with where you are. And, you know, a healthy mind means a healthy body. So perhaps before we even look at the food that we eat, we need to have a look at what food we're feeding our minds. Yes. And and the level of the food that we're feeding our minds is going to determine our attitudes. It's going to determine our words. And then ultimately, it's going to determine the health of our body. So to me, once you start to make that, that shift, and that was one of the clues that I got in life because everything for me was very negatively focused. And when I realized the power of choice to be able to bring about the changes that I wanted, in my life, I realized that I could make very significant choices around my health, around my sleep, around my attitudes, around my words. And where did it start? It started with realizing what I had mm. and how I could start, even it was little by little. Big things start small. The most important thing is that you just start. So what is in your fridge if you want to talk organic and can you afford it? If you can't, then start with the next best from, right. from that. But just start. And you mentioned sleep. I guess that's something that so many of us don't get enough of. Um, you spoke about depression. I think a lot of depression is brought on by the fact that with the technological world that we live in today, when in times gone by, when the sun went down, you went yes. to bed, we don't do that anymore. People no. are at their computers at one and two o'clock in the morning, getting three hours sleep, getting up for another full 11 day hour, 11 hour day work. And I just think it's completely and absolutely unbalanced like, and unhealthy. You're right. And you know, I saw, it was very funny. I saw on Facebook, someone drew a picture of the new Maslow's hierarchy of needs so the bottom one was um, battery life and then <laughs> and the next one up was wi-fi <laughs> and the next one up was having your iphone handy and i kind of thought you know food sort of didn't feature and uh, if well i certainly know if you take um teenagers uh the, the greatest punishment is take their charges away from mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. switch off the wi-fi uh, but that does, it disrupts our sleep because we just have to check Facebook one more time. We just have to, you know, go onto Twitter one last time, make sure we don't miss out on anything. We haven't got FOMO and that also mm. keeps but, us up. Shireen, you know, I really believe that even with your, your beautiful laughter coaching that you do, it really comes down to discipline, doesn't it? Yes. To disciplining your life to give you the results that you want in your life. Uh, and one of my great foundational sayings is that your daily decisions determine your destiny. So what I'm doing within a 24-hour-a-day um, context is going to make up 
what I live my life through. So, you know, your future is not a place you get to go to. Your future is the place you get to create and you get to create it moment by moment. So it's to become a disciplinarian in the areas that you need to see results in. I think that's beautiful. And I think that ultimately it's a journey. We don't get there tomorrow or next week. It's a journey. We're going to go into a song and then we've got our next guest. We're going to have some really exciting, fun, happy chats and we will end with some laughter. So put on your smiles, um, and get ready to, to get your groove up and stand tall. This is cliffcentral.com. It's your special guest host on cliffcentral.com. And welcome back to the happy hour with Shireen Richter, laughter and happiness professor. Today we've got two amazing women in studio and we're about to talk to Shernell Anderson. Gosh, just the country you come from makes me happy. Chanel's <laughs> <laughs> born on the Caribbean island of Barbados. I mean, honestly, how can you not be happy coming from Barbados? <laughs> just standing on that beach and looking at that beautiful sea. That would definitely put a smile on my face. So Chanel's a dynamic speaker. She's a trainer, a facilitator, and an empowerment coach. And she speaks about inspiring purposeful action and facilitating positive change. I think at this time of the year, as we've been speaking throughout the show, we are all tired. Mm, (laughs) So many people have just had enough. We are skidding into the festive season. Um, I actually said to my husband the other day, I wonder what it must feel like to be bored. Ah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's not something just, that happens often. I'm it's sure. not something that happens often. It's something that I actually, I just can't wait to have a day that I can just sit and stare at the wall <laughs> <laughs> and not be running my life off a tick list mm. with stress and, and so many responsibilities and pressures. And I think that there are many people in the world today that um, are living their lives like that. Mm. And the point of the show is to help the average people, to give them tips, to give them tricks, to give them hacks, to give them tools based on all of our experience, on everything you, I, Angelique have been through where we've gone, ah, we've had that aha moment. So Mm -hmm. let's help people with that aha moment and, and let them get out of this rut when they're having a bad day. They can go, gee, what did Janelle say? That's Mm -hmm. it. I'm going to try this. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you, first of all, get from Barbados all the way to Africa? What made you, you travel this journey? And yes, and, and let's go from there. Okay. Well, thanks for having me on the show, first thing. And lovely to meet you, Angelique. Thank you. I think it's the most common thing that happens in a woman's life. You fall in love, you follow your husband halfway across the world, and you end <laughs> up on a whole new continent. Um, in a nutshell, that's what happened. I met my husband in Zambia, actually. And after a two-year long-distance whirlwind courtship, somebody had to move. And I was okay. happy to. So I've made okay. South Africa my home. Wow. Yeah. Well, we're happy to have you. Thanks. Thank you. But if ever you go back home, be sure to invite me for a visit. (laughs) Take you with me. I'm coming with. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, goodness. You know, you've given mm-hmm. some top 10 tips and I absolutely love them. I'd like to read some of them and maybe you can expand on sure, them. Sure. One of them was admit you have a problem, which is what Angelique was talking about, really, is that in order to change, you have to first look at yourself in the mirror and know that, that you have got a problem, mm. that you have to take responsibility. Something's not working. Mm. Things are not as happy as they could be and I need to shift them. And I love that. So Angelique says you carry your fender trail around with you and you say move out of the muck (laughs) (laughs) move out of the muck i like the word muck it just creates an image of this absolutely ghastly stuff that if you can imagine being stuck up to your neck in muck and wanting to get out and and realizing that you have to choose to get out so I, i like the concept of muck coming back to admit you've got a problem i think a lot of people are are wearing cloaks and masks yes a lot of people are so burdened by stuff that is so much easier to put on a jacket convince yourself that it's a good fit and Mm. continue wearing it or or put that mask on and for me that that's the first thing that stops you from even making any change you can't change if you don't realize that there's a problem and therefore you need to change and don't you find that so many people almost are living inauthentically just to protect themselves. Yes. So they're living a life that's not really theirs. Yes. So to the outside world, they appear a certain way, yeah. living a certain lifestyle, but they're really not. And I guess in the work that we all do, when you start to peel away just one layer, you see it. But to the outside world, everybody is going through their stuff and they look at everybody else yes. saying, why is it just me? Yes. You know, I'm going through this. Everyone else seems to be yeah. fine. Everybody else has got a nice car. Everyone else is going on holiday. Yeah. Everyone else has got lovely children. Why is it just me mm. that's going through this? And it's really not. And it's not. We're and wearing the, and the clothes. The, the thing is, a lot of people don't realize that all of us are dealing with something. So it's so easy to sit at home or sit at work and and get yourself all wrapped up in a space of gloom and doom if you Mm. believe that you're the only one having this trouble. And it's more difficult to reach out and ask for help because who am I going to ask? Everybody's got their life together. And I actually don't want anyone to know that I'm having trouble because they'll think less it's embarrassing me. or they'll judge mm. me. And and so over the years, we've, we've kind of trapped ourselves in this space that says you're on your own. You've got to go it alone. Nobody cares. And there might have been sufficient reason to justify that. But people do care. Yes, and all you have do. to do is reach out and say, this is what's going for me. Do you Do you want help or don't you want help? I think that that's the other thing. Some people don't know what they want. You know, I might come to you to share a problem that I've got, but am I asking you for help? Maybe not. Maybe all I want is an ear. So it comes back to really being confident in yourself and realizing that it's okay to to just acknowledge what's going for you. You don't necessarily want something from someone. And what about Facebook, social media? You know, I read a Time article that said social media is actually one of the causes of depression because People don't post themselves having a fight with their husbands on Mm -hmm. Facebook or they don't post their worries or troubles. It's that perfect picture having a glass of wine at a restaurant, happy family sitting on the beach. You have no idea what happened before that moment and after that moment. But for the person who's stuck at home, they're looking going, gosh, look at that person. Every night they're out somewhere else. Look Mm -hmm. how many friends they've got. What a lovely social life they have. Look at their awesome job. And poor old me. 
poor old me. And that's going back to, I guess, the cloak and... And the cloak and dagger. I, I, I think social media, like everything else, is just a tool that we've got. And in true human nature, we've learned to abuse it, like everything else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have... Yes. I, I, I liked what you said when I came in. I, you said something like God has given us... Um, Everything we need to live a great life. He's given us rules to live by. He's given us a world of abundance. Mm. But in true human form, we break the rules and we desecrate what we've got. So I think that social media is, is an amazing phenomenon that's come along. We can do so much greatness with it. We can access resources and we can connect people in ways that could really make a difference in the global space. But we choose to use it for selfish reasons. Yes. And therefore it's, it's not about that. It's coming back to, to, to a place where you have to ask yourself, but why am I here really? What is my purpose for being mm. here? What do I want to achieve in this le- lifetime? What, what is the legacy that I want to leave? And I think those are ongoing questions that really change. I am not sure that people are asking them change. anymore. Yes. You're I right. think that we're so caught up in, in the facade of life and the stories that we tell ourselves and we and want getting to tell. through a day and, and getting through a day, but also just losing sight of what's really important in life. Um, somebody said to me once, but will we ever get it right? Sure. Now, you know, if you look at my parents and their parents, we've been making the mm. same mistakes over and over. And I said to them, but what is right? Yes. We don't know, do we? We no. really don't know what's right, but we're, we're striving towards this thing. We have no idea what it is. So we're creating an, a, a kind of view that's not really grounded in anything. It's about now. All I have is right here, right now, this present moment. So I think that, that people have got to get back to the basics and have a plan for your life, but stay present and stay in touch with what's really happening for you. You know, reach out to the people who matter. Stay connected to your kids and your family because at the end of the day, that's, that's what that's it's really about. Absolutely. So I think we're a bit lost as a race and we need lots of happiness and, <laughs> and injections of smiles and, and hugs and, and a stuff. lot more laughter. Most <laughs> yes. definitely. Um, so I think, t- yeah, you say taking stock of what you've got and staying grateful. Gratitude is a huge contributor to it happiness. Is. And, uh, I heard a talk by Sean Acker, who's a Harvard professor quite recently. And he's, he's one of the leading experts on happiness in the world. And, he says, we don't show gratitude enough. Mm. And gratitude, when we think about it, it's quite an airy-fairy concept. You know, oh, I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for my health. But it's not something we actually think about. No. Yes, like I really, we internalize it. I really, I'm so happy that this has happened. Mm. Or I'm so, so happy that I have this. And he said, what they found is something called a two-minute WhatsApp or two-minute email. And he said, Try this and see the shift it creates in your world every morning before you start looking through your wads and wads of emails that come in and all your crazy Black Friday specials and whatever (laughs) they're calling the specials today that have flooded your inbox. He said, take two minutes, time yourself, and it shouldn't be longer than two minutes, and send an email to somebody telling them how awesome they are and be authentic. Mm. So even if it's because they've been through a difficult time and you revere them because of the way they've coped or the way they've handled the situation or just because they made you coffee on Friday Mm. and today's Monday or because they shared a smile with you and stopped to chat at your desk for five minutes, he said, send that mail. 
every single day and WhatsApp's even quicker because then it really limits you mm. to two minutes and every day pick someone different. And he said after 10 days or so, it'll take you longer to find people's email addresses than it will to actually send the mail because now you've got to start thinking out of the box. But he says the effects on you, number mm. one, are gigantic because you start to think, wow, look at all these amazing people that are around me. And then they think you're just so super awesome because you're just telling everyone how cool they are and how amazing they are. And um, it enhances social relationships. Mm, it does. I, I live in a space of gratitude. Gratitude has saved me personally and professionally quite a few times. I have an incident that occurred about five years ago. I was training a group of about 50 um, staff from a company and we had five managers from the company in the room. And our laptops got stolen. I'll give you the very abridged version. All the laptops, about eight of them, got stolen in the space of 20 minutes. And as the facilitator, my job is to run this process. And, but I was so down. I, was, I went to my room and I cried. I sat on the edge of my bed and I cried. Not for the laptop, but, you know, nobody prints pictures these days. Yes. So I had pictures of all my kids from birth and their birthdays and school events. And I cried like a baby. And then I thought, okay... So what are you going to do? Because you're being paid to do a job. Yes. And your job has got to be to shift this somehow. And I sat on the bed and I started thinking of all the things I was grateful for. First, my kids, the fact that I can see the work bit by bit. And I tell you, it physically left. It felt like some somebody had physically lifted this heavy coat off my shoulders. And I felt myself feeling better and feeling better. And I came over there and I thought, yes. That's exactly what I'm going to do with this group. And I took all 50 of them through that process. Amazing. And ever since then, I've consciously and deliberately, especially when things are not going well, taken myself away from the problem or the situation and think, okay, what am I thankful for? And and it takes time because in that, you don't want to be thankful no. right now. You want you to want mourn to be in your pity party, right? angry, exactly, yes. at the world. But it's such a powerful process to shift your energy. And I like what you said as well, Angelique, the, the conversations that we have with ourselves, the self-talk that we invoke is a place of such power. You, th you are what you feel, what you think. Completely. And if we, we don't realize as human beings that that's where our power sits, then we're not using it. And mm -hmm. we're allowing ourselves more to be puppets being pulled by the strings of the world. Why don't we step away from it and leave the problem? And ask yourself, what do I have control of here? Myself, yeah. how I think, what am I going to choose to think? Positive, how is that going to affect my feelings? And therefore, what's the positive action that I'm going to do? So I get very excited when I see someone who is taking that power and using it, you know, and just yes. shifting their life. And I get a little bit upset when I see someone who's got the potential and just not tapping into it at all, you know? And I think it's more than that because I think it's not only about when you're in a bad space, but it's also about when you're in a good space to acknowledge that yes. and just go, thank you. So mm. that's one of the yes. habits I've started doing is when something nice happens. Um, in fact, we are at Cliff Central and round the corner is my favorite coffee shop. And um, I was in the car with a friend and said, yes, after this, we can go get a coffee. <laughs> and, you know, it's something yeah. silly. It's not a big deal. It's not anything profound. But yay, I'm really excited. I'm going to get my Sawyer cap yeah. after the show. Yeah. Um, Angelique, what have you found in terms of, I know you speak also about gratitude. How has that helped you and how do you think the listeners can use it? What's your take on it? 
the first thing I'd like to do is just link it back to something Chanel said about the mask and the, the front that people wear. Um, I believe human beings have three lives. We have a public life, we have a private life, and we have a secret life. Mm. So the public life is, you know, we I put up the secret mm. life. <laughs> <laughs> we, we put our best foot forward and, and, you know, we've got our mask perfectly in place and so that is how the public know us then we've got our private life and that's with the people who are in our inner circles mm. our close family friends uh, those are the ones who love you no matter mm. what your best your worst they just love you that's your private life and your secret life is known only to you mm. the interesting thing about those three lives is your most powerful life is your secret mm. life now what happens that's in your secret beautiful. life to interrupt you that's really beautiful i've never heard that in that way before that's beautiful well thank you and, and it's really potent because your secret life is known only to you and that is your power base you know um, i believe we're spirit soul and body and and the body is the public life or mm. the private life but the other two are your secret life it's what's happening in your spirit what is happening in your soul which is your mind your will mm. and your emotions and when you can realize that your power base is your secret life you can make a simple decision to choose joy or to choose Thanksgiving, mm. or to choose whatever it is that you need in that moment in time, because you're driving your secret life. Nobody else is. Nobody mm. else can even see it. Mm. But the, uh, the problem is we often put the cart before the horse, yes. and we live on the basis of our public life instead of our secret oh, yeah. life. And the truth is things in our lives that we've been talking about that make people unhappy perhaps unhappy relationships, they don't fall overnight and mm. they don't come alive overnight. Mm. We don't get ourselves into debt and debt is a huge cause of mm. depression today. That doesn't come into our lives overnight and doesn't disappear overnight. It comes in by one way and the way that it comes in is through the habits that we create. Mm. Through the choices lives. we make exactly. every day. Yes. So choosing the habit that you were talking about to have gratitude and even the little things. And I love that when you said, yeah, we can go for coffee. That's really embracing the little beautiful things yeah. in, in life. And so if we can create those habits in our secret life, before we know it, we become phenomenal mm. human beings living the way we were meant to live. Yeah. I really, okay. really like that. And, and, you know, I think that the more you focus on the things that are good in your life, the more they appear. So yes. it's kind of not the, the law of attraction. Um, or people speak about the law of attraction, but you know, when the secret came out, everyone thought they could lie on their bed and look at the ceiling <laughs> and visualize a million dollars. And, and next week it would fall on their beds. <laughs> so I want to tell you a little story, which I, I speak about in my talks, but I think people can relate to it. And it's the same as if you've seen that new handbag or that new pair of shoes that you want. And somehow, Everyone has it. Mm. Wherever you go, everyone has it. You want those shoes. And oh my gosh, how did everyone get them? Yeah. Or how's everyone got that handbag? So we went to Cape Town on holiday last year and I have a 10 year old who was nine at the time. And we hired a Volkswagen Polo and he thought this was the coolest car he had ever seen. And he, we got in the car and he kept going, Mommy, I love this car. And we went on the highway and he went, look, there's one. There's one. And then we went into Seapoint and we parked outside Checkers to get food. And there was one parked in front of us. And he went, oh, there's another one. <laughs> and we went to the hotel and there was another one. And wherever we went, there were polos. And after two days, you couldn't take it anymore. And he said, <laughs> Mommy, why is there 
so many polos in Cape Town. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, for me, that was just really such a profound thing because yeah. I said to him, you know, there's not so many polos in Cape Town. It's because you're seeing them all the time. Yeah. And when you're in a place where you can see gratitude, where you can see the good, it starts to show up more. So it's not the million dollars falling onto yeah. your head. Mm. But it's if you start to be thankful all the time for the coffees, more show up. If you start to be grateful for yeah. the people in your life, for the good things that are happening as opposed to focusing on the negative, mm-hmm. more of that starts to show up. And, and going into this um, kind of festive, silly season, I think people get very depressed because instead of focusing on what they have, they focus on what they don't. Mm-hmm. People are really struggling financially and they'll walk into the stores and see the lights and the Christmas songs and focus on all the things they can't buy. Mm. And maybe on the fact that they aren't going on a holiday or they're staying home and everybody else is going away or they have to work or, you know, and it's about going, I'm so grateful I have a job. Yes. Mm. Like, I'm so happy that I can work. That's yeah. where my gratitude lies. Yeah. I'm so happy that I can actually buy food. And, and do I need that little shiny ball that's going to hang from something or other <laughs> or not? Mm. You know, do I need that? Do I really need that new handbag? Or is it because somebody wants to make money and they've told me that I need it? Mm. So now I believe that mm. I don't know what's your your final message maybe if you can both give us some pearls of wisdom that people can use going into what appears to be a really fun happy time but actually for most people isn't it's a time of reflection and and really a time where people feel lack the most Chanel what do you well I think I'd like to say what comes to mind is linked to the power of choice but before that to really listen to your truth We know what's best for us. That secret life, nobody knows us better than ourselves. We know our limitations. We know our strengths. We know where our power sits. And we're not doing ourselves justice when we don't honor that. So I would like to encourage people to really listen to their inner voice. Listen to that voice that says, go left or go right or do or don't do. Because that is, that is for me is the voice of God talking to you. So listen to it. And then linking to that to make choices that are best for yourself. You know, I, this, we have one mind, one brain, and in that brain is where we conjure up everything. So if we can choose wrong or right, why not choose right? If we can choose to be unhappy or happy, why not choose happy? Because it's coming from the same place. So I'd just like to encourage our listeners to really, this Christmas, Choose happiness. Choose happiness. Choose better. Choose good for themselves because Brilliant. they have the power to do that. Choose happy. And how can people get hold of you? Do you want to give us your website and contact details? Yes. If people would like um, to ask you any questions, give you some feedback, or get in touch with you. The website is chernel.com, www.chernel.com, and email is in touch at chernel.com. Chanel, thank you so it's much. It's been an honor and pleasure and privilege thank to you. to have you with us and have you share our knowledge. Thanks, Irene. And to the beautiful redhead <laughs> <laughs> sitting in front of me, Angelique, what, what, can you just wrap up some words of wisdom for me? Indeed. I believe that Thanksgiving creates the capacity to receive more. Most importantly, don't leave God out of your life. He was the one that came to give us that abundance. And when we get into alignment with his assignment, things really begin to shift. We're here for a... 
absolute purpose. We're not just here to exist. We're here mm. to really live a life of abundance and not only material possession abundance, but abundance within knowing who created you and knowing why you're here. And that's the reason for this Christmas season. And I don't think we should forget that. That is also incredibly powerful and people should take these lessons and take them into their lives and I'm sure if they just choose they'll have a different festive season. How can people get in touch with you? Certainly onto my website angeliquedetoy.co.za and all of the details there. I'd love to hear from them. I'd love to end with a huge big laugh and if everybody can join us. Um, if anyone wants to get hold of me, I'm Shireen Richter, the Laughter and Happiness Professor and my website is www.laughtercoaching.com .co.za and I will teach you how to kick stress in the butt, be happier and more resilient and I'm also going to teach you how to laugh and the brain can't tell the difference between real and simulated laughter so whether you're faking it or you're just laughing because you've heard a funny joke, the brain doesn't know the difference but it helps to change the way you feel so you can choose differently so on the count of three everybody including the rest of the studio guests we've got here um, we're going to have have one big laugh, Muntu and Jolene. One huge laugh, and if the listeners can do this with us, shift your mood into a joyful place so that we can start choosing better. We're going to pretend that we're having the craziest, maddest conversation on a cell phone, so you can put your pretend phone to your ear. You're going to breathe in, and on the out breath, you're just going to say the word ha, 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 as loudly as you can, and let it flow into something more positive. Are you all ready? Ready. Ready? One, two, three. Breathe in. (laughs) 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 And thank you for an awesome show. And be happy. This is Cliff Central.